Take the usual podcast hosting companies and you'll stay in expensive wonderland. Take the podcast of Matrix hosting and you'll experience a completely different world of whole podcast library hosting. Choose wisely at podcastmatrix.com. That's podcastmatrix.com. Welcome to Small Business Saturdays. Welcome to Small Business Saturdays. The Small Business Saturdays podcast. With your host and my husband. And my dad, Aaron Montgomery. Join the conversation. Let's talk some business. Good morning, good morning, good morning. Welcome in to a really special edition of Small Business Saturday here today. We're going to be talking with an expert in the insurance industry uh, when it comes to health insurance here today. I've got a guest that I was fortunate enough to find through a business owner dad's group, that, a Facebook group that I'm in, and really excited to talk to Scott. I just had a moment to talk to him briefly before we got started, and fantastic gentleman. So I'm looking forward to this. Let's uh, see who's checking in here this morning. Do me a favor, head over to rsuccess.group forward slash Facebook. That'll automatically give StreamYard an opportunity to see who it is that we're talking to here this morning. Talking about health insurance this morning, love to have your guys' participation, feedback, questions. Want to make sure that we get all those things covered. I know for a small business owner, going from that, okay, I've got a day job to, okay, now this is a side hustle to, okay, this is full time. That is one of the big challenges that I think we face because in a lot of, you know, and I've heard this, you guys have told me this, that this hurdle to get have that health insurance that is required. And, and then also it gives us the protection that we need. And also is something that we can afford as, as a small business owner. We'll obviously leave all that to Scott here in just a moment. A real quick thing that I wanted to share with everybody is just make sure that if you are interested in the masters of success mastermind program, uh, we are accepting applications another about 11 days here left. Um, So at the end of March, we will, uh, close up the application process and we will get the next round of masters of success mastermind groups together. And those will start happening in April. Um, So we want to get the best groups together so they get the best value out of their time together. And uh, so far the, the masters of success groups have been nothing short of amazing. And I think just really helpful for everybody involved. So um, if you have any questions about that, please feel free to reach out. We're happy to get together with you on a call. Um, Even have some folks that are currently in the Masters of Success that would be happy to talk to you and uh, just share what it is that they are getting out of it and uh, and the value that it brings to them and their business. So um, that's that's my quick pitch for this morning. Again, if you'll go to rsuccessgroup.com forward slash MOS, see if I got a banner here for that. There we go. If uh, you'll go over to that link right there, rsuccessgroup.com dot com forward slash MOS. That'll give you all the information. That's where you can apply to uh, be part of the program. Um, It's got the pricing at the bottom. If you scroll even further down, there's even a link down there that you can just click and uh, set up a Zoom call with us so we can answer any questions that you have and and, uh, just see if it's the right fit for you. So, all right. So without further ado, I want to welcome my guest in here. Scott has been an insurance broker for over 35 years, specializing in employee benefits, which include health, dental, vision, life, and voluntary supplemental products. He's worked with small to mid-sized companies, along with individuals and and Medicare. Uh, He's managed sales teams at Anthem Blue Cross, managed the group benefits operations at the Daniel Henry Company, and for the past 16 years, has had his own insurance agency, Stream Benefits Group. Two years ago, he merged with an agency, DeWitt Insurance Agency, in order to have greater access to all the various programs and products. And and, uh, so without further ado, Scott, welcome into the program. Good morning, Aaron. How are you doing today? I am doing fantastic. Thank you so much for getting up early on a Saturday morning. I know, uh, you know, it's one of those things where Saturday, hold on a second, but I appreciate you being here. (laughs) Oh, good. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. Great. So, Scott read a little bit about your background there. You mentioned that you work with, uh, you know, small to mid-sized businesses. So right. 16 years in your own agency. Um, what do you find with those small businesses you see in, in thinking about from the vantage point of a small business, or maybe even a solopreneur type, 
what, what's, what do you see are their biggest challenges when it comes to finding the right health insurance program? Well, uh, there are a lot of issues out there facing the small business owner or the, uh, the entrepreneur as far as how do I handle this? Where do I go to find the right program, right product? Uh, probably the biggest issue that a lot of the, uh, these uh, individuals have is what's it going to cost me? And, um, and so there's, there's various ways in which the, uh, the, the small business owner can go as far as finding the, the right program for them. In the St. Louis area, there are uh, small business products, as well as uh, if you're an individual and you just want to get an individual program, there are individual products. So, but the, the biggest challenge is what's the right one for me, for my employees? How much is it going to cost? How much is it going to cost me? How much is it going to cost the employees? Yeah. What are the doctors that are going to be involved within this network? Can I can I go to any place I want to? But the the biggest challenge I see facing uh, these individuals and these small business owners is what's you know just what's the cost? You yeah. Know, this is just as a this is a big issue for many many small business owners because in many cases the the uh, the group health insurance program that they put in place is uh, if not the biggest expense they have it's second or third right behind maybe rent or some other issue and everything. So it's, it's a big expense and they want to make sure they're handling it properly and get the right program in place for their employees. And everybody's is a little bit different. It's not a situation where there's a specific template that's going to work for every single business owner. Yeah. They got to look at the different things and, and find out what, what's best for me. It could be based on their industry. Are they in an industry where it's imperative that they have a group health offering for their employees in order to attract and retain yeah. good employees. Uh, some businesses, it may not be as necessary as it is in, in other uh, businesses. Uh, in some businesses, they just want to offer maybe a catastrophic type of plan. In, yeah. another, in another business, it says, you know what, we, we really need to have something that has a, a first dollar coverage, something that's much more extensive for their program, uh, not only for the employee, but for their family as well. So you have to take all those things into consideration when you're looking into uh, uh, what's the best fit yeah. uh, to help them meet their challenges. Sure, sure. And and Scott, you kind of mentioned there, you know, in the St. Louis area, there's there's different products. Is this going to vary from, you know, city to city, state to state? I, yes. I mean, is that a challenge yeah. that, okay. Yeah, that's, yeah. A, that's a great point because um, insurances are basically state-run programs. So not only is it different from one state to the next, and, and, and the St. Louis area, it's different from St. Louis to let's say Belleville and what they uh, what we have over there in, in Belleville or Alton or, you know, whatever, because they've got the state of Illinois programs. We've got the state of Missouri programs, the insurances different, the insurance carriers are different. The products are different. The way in which they are rated may be a little different. And so you have to take a look at that as well. So when I'm referring to the St. Louis Metro area, it's basically from uh, the Mississippi West uh, uh, in, in these surrounding counties and everything. But I also work with uh, employers that are located, uh, you know, uh, in the greater, um, you know, on the east side and everything yeah. and Alton and Belleville and on all those sure. areas as well. But there are differences. Yes. Yeah, definitely. Okay. So Scott, now like in, in a situation that, that you're in, how, how would you, like, could you work with people outside of the state of Missouri, outside of Illinois? I mean, do you have to kind of be licensed for each kind of state? Is that you, you how you have to be licensed in each state? That's another good point, Aaron. And I'm licensed specifically in Missouri and Illinois. There are some insurance agents that are licensed in every single state. That's a rarity. Usually, you're, you're maybe in a couple of states that you're okay. licensed in. Uh, one of the nice things that I have, though, through my relationship with the DeWitt Insurance Agency and the National Association of Health Underwriters, is that I have access to uh, uh, insurance agents and brokers throughout the United States. So if I'm not able to work with somebody, let's say, in uh, San Antonio, Texas, yeah, I can, I can get a, a, a one or two agents in that area to help somebody who does who is domiciled there in the San Antonio area or wherever it may be in the United States. So it's really nice. So, so personally, I may not be able to assist. I can put them in contact with somebody who is a professional uh, insurance agent. That's that's awesome. That's awesome. I I knew we got the right guy here, Scott. So yeah. <laughs> awesome. So um, you know, a couple of little things that you and I kind of talked about before the the program not today, but just at, through our email exchanges that we had there. But um, I guess but talk to us as if we're like super beginners, you know, the, the basics 
Um, but but tell us a little bit about uh, what ACA is and, yeah. and the marketplace and what was that designed to do and who is that for? Sure, sure. Well, the ACA is the Affordable Care Act. Uh, it actually was signed into law. Uh, it's been 11 years now, March 23rd, 2010. So it's been wow. 11 years that it's been up and going. And there's been different components of it. And some components have changed multiple times. Some have stayed the course the entire time. Um, it basically was put in place to try to assist individuals and small businesses, helping them with their health insurance programs and cost. Okay. Yep. As a vehicle by which the federal government is able to provide some assistance uh, for those costs and to provide access to various programs. Gotcha. There are really two different parts of it from a the piece we want to talk about right here is yeah. what's to do for small businesses and what's to do it for individuals and two, yeah. two different worlds. The small business piece was uh, when it came out was called a uh, shop, which is for just a uh, small business owners, health insurance program. Uh, quite frankly, in the St. Louis area, it really has not taken off that well or as well as they had hoped for, because one of the issues is you've got to get insurance carriers to participate. And if those insurance carriers are not participating, then it's really a moot point. And quite yeah. frankly, we, we only had one insurance carrier from the get-go uh, initially participate, and the program really did not take off too well. So that shop program through the ACA in the St. Louis area really has not taken off as, as well as maybe uh, the federal government had hoped for. Yeah. The, the individual mandate, which is the individual marketplace, it goes by different names. You're going to hear the name uh, healthcare.gov the marketplace, uh, Obamacare, you're going you're gonna to hear those terms. They're all kind of all tied together. It's all yeah. the same thing. Uh, healthcare.gov is, is in essence the a vehicle by which an individual can, can go online and find out if they're eligible for some assistance for their individual plan. So let's talk about individual plans because that's, uh, that's an area that uh, has gone back and forth and everything in between. Yeah. Prior to the Affordable Care Act, you had a number of different insurance carriers that were offering uh, insurance programs to individuals in the San Luis area. And all of these insurance programs were, uh, well, number one, they were not guarantee issue. What, what, what's that mean? That means that the uh, insurance carrier can decide who they want to insure and how much they want to charge to insure that individual. Okay. And so what happened is there were a lot of individuals that were being turned away for pre-existing conditions. That was probably the one of the major thrust of the ACA initially coming into play is that you had individuals who were being turned away for health insurance because of their pre-existing condition. And that was done by all the different insurance carriers. So it wasn't just Anthem Blue Cross or United Healthcare yeah. or Coventry, whomever it might be. It was, it was, that's the way it was just set up. So the ACA said you can't do that anymore. You have to accept everybody and you have to play by specific rules. Uh, some of those rules are what they call the essential health benefits. There are 10 essential health benefits that every insurance carrier had to offer in these individual plans. Things as you have to provi provide prescription coverage, you had to provide maternity coverage, you had to provide pediatric dental and vision coverage, you had to provide hospitalization, so on and so forth. Okay. So you had these 10 uh, essential health benefits. So what happened is uh, a number of the insurance carriers said, thanks, but no thanks. We're not offering it. We're not getting in that market. We're, we're, we're leaving it. We're not doing it. And it depends on the certain region, not only in this, the, the state, but also within within the state. Yeah. You've got a couple of insurance carriers that were hand, doing it for the San Luis area for a while. You had some that were outstate. Uh, there are some parts of the United States where there's only one insurance carrier offering an ACA compliant plan. Uh, and that then kind of makes it very interesting over yeah. the last 10 years because it's like, well, I don't have any choice. This is my only insurance carrier to go to. But there were certain rules that they do have to apply, uh, excuse me, abide by as far as yeah. what they can charge and so on and so forth. So it's through the these the marketplace, healthcare.gov, that an individual will then go, if they want to, to purchase a plan and they can get some assistance. And the assistance is all based on their income, their projected income for the upcoming year. So if an individual is making less than $50,000, $50,000 a year. Yeah. They're going to get some assistance. It's a sliding scale assistance that they're going to get to help them offset the cost of that uh, individual premium. So, uh, and and it goes up depending if you're married or have kids, et cetera, et cetera. So yeah. that's what the that's what the ACA and the, the the marketplace component of it was meant to do. It's just to provi provide guaranteed issue programs and to give them an individual and potential assistance. 
quite frankly, there are a number of individuals who do not receive any type of um, assistance when it comes to these. And when I say it's assistance, it's a tax credit, it's a subsidy. It's basically they're reducing your uh, your gross premium down to a net premium number each month. Gotcha, gotcha. A long-winded, long-winded discussion about it. But I mean, <laughs> you could talk for hours about the, that program. You really can. It is yeah. very complex. Uh, but I, I, it's like, again, everybody's different as far as where they fit into that program and what's the right insurance carrier for me. In St. Louis now, we've got four insurance carriers that provide individual programs. But the key thing about those things, uh, Aaron, is that each insurance carrier, and they've got all got about a half dozen to a dozen plan designs, um, but they've all got different networks. And when I say networks, I'm talking about provider networks, hospitals okay. and hospitals and doctors. So they're defined networks. So the key thing with selecting your individual insurance program is to make sure that your, your doctor, if you have a doctor, your primary care physician is in that specific network, because if it's he or she is not, you're out of luck and you're out of luck yeah. for the whole year because you can't just keep changing back and forth your insurance plans during the course of the year. Once you're in, you're in for that year. So it's imperative that you make sure that you get the right insurance carrier, and then you select the right plan moving forward. Yeah, that's a that's a wonderful tip, Scott. Thank you for sharing that. Yeah, yeah, I guess it's certainly not something I would have thought about. It's like, okay, you get your insurance and then you go, oh, well, the doctor I want isn't in this uh, plan. It's, and you're like, okay, well, let's just change it. But if you can't, then wow. it's it's really scary, quite frankly, because I've I've had so many people call and say, Hey Scott, I'm in this one program, uh, one insurance carrier, and my now I found out my doctor's not in it. What can I do? I said, Well. You, you're, you're, you got to make sure you find a doctor in that network because what happens is these programs, what they call EPOs, exclusive provider organizations, which means there's only in-network benefits. There is no out-of-network, which is what a PPO offers you, preferred provider organization, where you have in and out-of-network benefits. And EPO says, if you don't use that doctor, you have no benefits. Yeah. You have zero. And so you got to make sure you, that's why it's so imperative to find the right um, insurance carrier with, uh, with the right network for that particular person. Yeah. Yeah. So Scott, help, help us with this then. What, what are the things that, you know, a small business owner, an individual, people that are, you know, again, looking when I go and, and I want to kind of navigate the marketplace, what, what should I be looking for what should i be you know so you told us about making sure your doctors in network are there are there other tips that you can share well, that, that, that uh the right doctor and also then the plan design because you might you have a wide variety of plans the plans are all given metal names gold silver bronze the better the plan are you looking to move your business forward and make it a full-time success that not only supports you, but also can support your family? Todd Downing and I launched our success group. Our mission is to provide resources that empower business owners to achieve their idea of success. What we learned when Todd started his own decorating business, and I was a pioneer of the industry's first podcast, was people were hoarding all of the information, or it was just disorganized and had no basis in real results. Both Todd and I saw really nice people fail because they didn't have the basics and a foundation. At the 2019 Dax Tenley Park Trade Show, we met for the first time face to face and the conversation turned to this very problem. What we soon discovered was a similar passion with different areas of strength. Todd brings the day-to-day know-how, making things easy to understand, and also breaking down the how-to step-by-step. I bring impactful ideas, lessons from the wide range of people I have worked with over the years, and a foundation of business principles to build upon. We don't want you to struggle to launch or grow your business. We want you to thrive, hit the ground running, and be good citizens of your market. If you are interested in learning more and would like to get some free resources, just fill out the form over at oursuccessgroup.com forward slash empowered. That's empowered, E-M-P-O-W-E-R-E-D. Again, oursuccessgroup.com forward slash empowered. The better the metal, the better the plan, the more expensive. (laughs) the plant. So your gold plants are more exposed extensive down to your bronze plants, which bronze plants are in essence considered catastrophic plants, high deductible, 
not a whole lot of bells and whistles before you get to that high deductible program. Yeah. One of the other key things that I think has really come out of all of this is that the individual needs to be taking a look at what their maximum out of pocket number is. Because quite frankly, in so many of these plans, it's the same number or close to the same number. And it could be somewhere around eight, $9,000 a year for that individual. So it doesn't matter if you've got a $2,500 deductible, your out-of-pocket maximum may be $8,000. What, what's, what's that mean? Yeah. Well, what, what your out-of-pocket maximum means is what's your worst case scenario? After your, after your deductible, your co-insurance, your co-pays, all your costs that you had throughout the course of the year for prescriptions, office visits, emergency room, da-da-da-da-da. That all goes for your maximum out-of-pocket. So what, what a lot of people tend to do is go with a higher deductible if their maximum out-of-pocket is going to be the same even with the lower deductible because that higher deductible plan is going to have a lower monthly premium. Does that make yeah. sense? It does. It does. So, it is, so again, maybe- everybody's a little bit different, though, because... I've got somebody who says, listen, I, I use the doctor uh, every week and everything. I need to go. Well, then you probably need to pay, have that gold plan, which gives you more benefits because you know you're going to pay more for it each month, but you know overall you, your your exposure is going to be uh, better than maybe just one of the other programs. So everybody's a little bit different. Yeah, I, I would strongly encourage anybody who is going to be taking a look and going out in the marketplace, going out to healthcare.gov. In the state of Missouri, there's 37 states that use healthcare.gov. Okay. Not every state uses healthcare.gov. That's the federal marketplace. Gotcha. All right. There are some states that you have their own. Uh, Missouri utilizes healthcare.gov. Illinois has their own, but they don't use the healthcare.gov. Okay. Gotcha. And healthcare.gov. I would strongly encourage anybody who's who's thinking, okay, I need to get an, an individual plan and everything uh, to to contact an agent, uh, whom, who's, contact somebody who's who's had some experience dealing with it because it can be very very confusing to try to navigate. They're going to ask you a lot of questions about your income. They're going to ask you some other personal questions. They're going to ask you questions about your health. They're going to ask you it's just certain things. They're going to ask you, how do you want to pay for it. And so to have somebody just kind of help you, assist you through that process uh, can, can uh, make it much, much easier for the, for the individual. Yeah. 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 That, uh, that's a, that's a great point. I mean, um, you know, a lot of folks that are tuned in here, they're, they're garment decorators. You know, we, we make t-shirts, we make tumblers and mugs. We're not insurance agents. And I think all too often we, we try to be that and it ends up being, you know, uh, terrible experience or really not a quality experience in the fact that we probably aren't getting what we need. And uh, so working with somebody like yourself is, uh, is I think can just, just another set of eyes and ears on yep. the process. That's basically it. There's, there's no additional difference in the rate or anything like that. You're just, you're getting somebody who's got some feel for what this is all about. And, and uh, as you know, from a, from a personal standpoint, uh, we have to get certified to work on the Affordable Care Act and the marketplace and everything. Each year, we have to go through training and testing, et cetera, et cetera, to stay on top of it. Not all agents do that. Some, some have said, hey, I'm out of it. I don't want to have anything to do with uh, with these programs. That's fine. But yeah. there's the do, and, and you can go out there and figure out who those are and uh, and access them and use them. You know, one other thing I, I, I do want to bring up, Aaron, is yeah. – Important, and I get this question asked quite a bit is, well, Scott, I haven't had insurance for six months now, and now I just want to go out and buy insurance on the marketplace. Yeah. Well, you can't. Let me explain why. Okay. There are, there are certain times during the course of the calendar year in which you can purchase an individual ACA health insurance program. One is during what they call the open enrollment period. Open enrollment runs from November 1 through December 15th each calendar year for the upcoming January 1. So November 1 of 2021 to December 15 of 2021 for January 1, 2022 effective date for your coverage. The other time is if you have a qualifying event. What's a qualifying event? Qualifying event can be things such as marriage, divorce, move to a new state, uh, loss of employer coverage. And that's a key one. A lot of people call and say, Hey, Scott, I'm losing my employer coverage. I'm retiring, or I've I've just been terminated, or I'm quitting voluntarily. Can I get an individual plan? Yes, you can. Okay. But you've got to do it within a certain period of time. Got to do it within a certain period of time before that time reaches, uh, uh, expires. Uh, when you come off of Cobra, you can also purchase Cobra is the extension of 
the federal law that's an extension of the uh, group health insurance program that allows you to then purchase coverage as well. That's loss of employer coverage allows you to get an individual plan. So there's certain times of the year you can get it. Other times there's, because I've had many people call me over the years say, hey, Scott, you know, I, middle of the year and they say, hey, I just, I've never had coverage. Now I think I need to go get coverage. Well, you can't. <laughs> uh, now, there's a caveat to that, Aaron, and I wouldn't be seeing this unless we were talking during this time from February 15th of 2021 to May 15th of 2021. President Biden, uh, a few months ago, right after he took office, said from February 15th to May 15th of this year, of this year, there's a special open enrollment period. So if somebody doesn't have coverage right now and they don't have one of those qualifying events and they want to get insurance, now's the time to do it. This okay. has never happened in the 11 years of the Affordable Care Act. This is a okay. special one-time thing. And I've had probably half a dozen people call me and say, Scott, I need to get it. Can I get it now? Yes, you can. Let's go. Yeah, that's great. So you said May, till May 15th. Is, May 15th. That and that would be for a June 1st effective date. So depending on when you apply would be, it's the next upcoming month is when it's effective. All these plans are calendar year plans. So your plan runs until December 31 of 2021. And then you either re-up, maybe make an adjustment to your plan design or change insurance carriers if you want to. All okay. these plans are always calendar year plans. Gotcha. Gotcha. Excellent. Okay. So we've got a, a question coming in here. Uh, Todd asks, what kind of information should you have easily available when you're looking for insurance? Well, if, if we're looking just to, to, to find out uh, the, the base rate for an individual, there really isn't much information needed. I we, I could care less about your health conditions. It, it doesn't matter whatsoever if you've, you're on 18 prescriptions or are pregnant or have cancer or whatever. doesn't matter because it's guaranteed issue under these ACA-compliant plans. What we do need to know is your date of birth, where do you live, what's your zip code, and are you a smoker? Because there are differences between tobacco and non-tobacco rates. Those are really the three things that we need to have in order to obtain uh, a, a rate. Now, what I do is I drill down further and say, okay, because I think the most important thing is, who's your doctor? Yeah. You know, who do you go to? Who are your Who are your key doctors that you have to maintain a relationship with. Some people say, Scott, don't have one, don't care, put me anywhere, fine. That's <laughs> I have others who say, oh no, I've got I've got this one primary care and I've got this endocrinologist or this uh, urologist or whatever yeah. the case might be. I really need to make sure that doctor is, is in my network. And so we'll, we'll, we'll go back to those four insurance carriers, figure out where is that doctor located. In some cases, they're in multiple. Sometimes, quite frankly, Aaron, uh, these doctors aren't in any of the four uh, insurance programs, and that's a dilemma for the individual. Then they got to decide, oh, you mean I've got to change doctors? Yeah, you may have to. Okay. Have All to. right. So just be aware of that. Yeah. Now, are there then alternatives outside of the ACA program? And, and what? And well, if so, what's the difference? There. Yes, <laughs> no. How's that? Okay. <laughs> People, I, I've gotten the question on time, Scott, I don't want to get into Obamacare. I don't want to get into the exchange. I want to deal with the market. I don't want to deal with any of that stuff. Just, I just want an insurance program. Well, yeah. there are not. Uh, that's, that's our health insurance. If you want a long-term health insurance program, that's it. Unless, unless you want to go in a little bit different direction, which is not a guaranteed issue program. Uh, and that's a short-term medical program. And a short-term medical program, and then there's different insurance carriers that offer these. United Healthcare, Golden Rule, put together a real nice program, but there are other insurance carriers as well that say we'll put to, we'll we'll provide a an insurance program for you, the individual. But you have to make sure you you're you're well. You're not you you don't have any of those issues. You're not yeah. pregnant. You haven't had cancer. You you know you may have slight high blood pressure, but that's it. Everything else you you can't. You got to be in really good health. And so those programs are out there uh, in the state of Missouri. Those are, those can run up to uh, you can get a program for up to six months, but then you have to re-up. So if your health changes during the year, you may be out of luck because remember, at the end of the six months, if it's during the calendar year, you're not able to go out there and buy a an ACA plan because it's not a qualifying event. So there's I always warn people there's pros and cons with whichever direction you want to go. There may be options. Um, and I do have a lot of people will take that risk. They say, hey, Scott, I'm in really good health. I'm going to go on that short-term medical policy because, number one, it's a, it's a better network. It's all hospitals and doctors basically through United Healthcare. Number two, uh, I'm in good health. Number three, 
cost is much less. And number four, I don't qualify for any type of assistance under the marketplace, healthcare.gov. So this is a much better situation for me. I said, yeah, it is. It is. And now some of these programs are actually, you can get into them for a three-year commitment. Uh, the state of Missouri is allowing that with some of the insurance carriers to provide up to three years. Now that's all changing in the last six months. So there's some, so there's some new programs coming along. I don't know how long that's going to last now, but we'll, we'll see how that plays out. So there are, yeah, there are some twists and turns for some people who maybe uh, don't want to get into the, uh, uh, the ACA compliant plans, but the, there's definitely nuances and it's not, it's not for everyone. It just isn't. Yeah. Yeah. Just isn't. No, that's great. That's really great information, Scott. Thank you so much for, for sharing that. Now, Scott, I know we already kind of talked about this um, a little bit, but let's just uh, clarify. Jerry has a question here that says, uh, are pre-existing conditions an issue? And and just kind of give us that pitch one more time there. <laughs> no, it, under, the, under the individual plans for the Affordable Care Act, so the ones that we've kind of basically been talking about here under yep. the, the marketplace, healthcare.gov, uh, no, pre-existing conditions are not an issue. I mean, I've I've written policies on individuals who are six months pregnant, who are going through cancer treatment, who have uh, diabetes. Um, not an issue. Come one, come all. Yeah. Well, that again, going back to the history of the Affordable Care Act, the individual part of it. Yeah. That the a lot of insurance carriers said thanks, but no thanks. We don't want to entertain that risk because we don't know what that risk is. Because before they were able to kind of dictate who they could insure, they, they looked at the health questions and it was an issue. I remember having to turn down people for health insurance, not me personally, but I mean, as an agent, I would say, hey, yeah. they, you're, you're declined. And it's in some cases, it was devastating. Quite frankly, there were some times I couldn't understand why the insurance carrier was turning them down because it was like, mm. but now under the for the last 11 years under this law and under this um, mandate is that the um, the insurance carrier has to take one take all no that's great okay good 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 thank you for clarifying that um so wendy asks um if an employer if as an employer we don't offer insurance but our employees get insurance on the exchange can we give them a stipend for that well that's an awesome question because this has really changed since january 1 2020 so let's say I'm an employer out there and I've got four or five employees okay. and you're like, boy, I don't know if I want to put together a group health insurance plan. And I'll talk about that in a little bit, if I could, Aaron, because there's sure. really some nuances. Group programs are totally different than what I've just been talking about for the last 20 minutes with the individual plans. Gotcha. But let's say I'm an employer and I haven't put together a group health plan, but I've got these individuals and maybe they've got spousal coverage. Maybe they've got their own individual plan through the, you know, through the ACA, mm -hmm. maybe they don't even have health insurance. You know, there, there's still people out there who don't have health insurance. So the employer says, what can I do to assist? Well, Hi, I'm Kyleen and you're listening to an episode of the small business Saturdays podcast. Do you want to subscribe to the small business Saturdays podcast? Head over to smallbusinesssaturdayspodcast.com. There are tons of ways to subscribe. Click on your favorite and grab all the information about growing your small business. For a number of years, what, what a lot of employers were doing was saying, listen, I'll just, uh, I'll give you a stipend. I'll give you money. I'll, I'll up your salary, your hourly rate, whatever it might be. I'm going to just use the example, uh, $250 a month. I'll give you okay. an extra 250 You go do your own thing. It's all good. The issue is that two hundred fifty dollars taxable taxable income uh, to the employee. All right. So January one, twenty twenty, uh, a new program came out called the ICHRA, Individual Coverage Health Reimbursement Arrangement. It allowed for um, an employer to provide a stipend to, to provide money to an employee for their health insurance program. And not get taxed on it. It's a program that's got to be set up through your accountant. It's very, very simple, very basic. But that $250 then is no longer taxable income to the employee. And it's also not to the employer. So it's a win-win situation on this thing for both parties and everything. So I would strongly encourage uh, an employer who's got maybe just a handful of employees or maybe just one or they just they want to help out. They want to do something yeah. again, to try to attract and retain 
you know, a, a, an employee, good employees. I want to help them. What can I do? This is that's the vehicle. I C H R A. Get with your accountant, and they should be able to get that set up. But sometimes it could also be set up through your payroll company if you do use a payroll firm. Okay. Uh, but that's that's something that came out January 1, 2020. So it's only been out for a little bit. And I would strongly encourage a small business owner to look into that if they haven't established a group health plan up to this point. That's awesome. That's a that's a great tip there, Scott. Thank you so much for sharing that. Um, all right. Um, got, a, got a few more questions coming in here, if, if, uh, if, if that's good. But you know what? Let's let's do this first, Scott, if you don't mind. You, you had mentioned talking a little bit different about the group plan. So um, why don't we cover that first, and then I'll come back to some of the questions that we've got here, because we may cover some of these things. Okay. So let's share what you thought there. So a small group plan, a, a lot of times I'll, I'll get phone calls and say, hey, Scott, you know, I've got six, seven employees. I never put to never had a group planned in place before. What do I do? Well, there's certain nuances that uh, have to be met uh, in order to, to offer a group health plan. And sometimes it can be daunting for the, for the employer, quite frankly. The role of the agent is to help that individual business owner through that process, because it is a process to go from not having anything to having a program set up. And that's kind of the hardest part, getting this thing set up. Once it's set up, it really kind of runs itself for the most part, there's still going to be claim issues or things like that. But for the most part, the hardest part is that three, five, six weeks of getting this thing set up. First thing is the employer needs to recognize the fact that if they do offer a group health plan, they're going to have to contribute to that employee's premium. What's that mean? That means that I'll just use an example. Let's say the monthly premium, health insurance premium, health insurance rate means the same thing. Let's say it's $500 a month. I'll just use that as an example. It could be 300 yeah. whatever. I'll just use 500 Okay. Easy, easier math for me. The minimum requirement that employer needs to pay toward that is 50%, 5 So $250 per month for that employee's coverage. Now, that is a business expense, and I remind people of that, employers of that, because though it's still a lot of money, it is a business expense from a tax standpoint. Uh, but that's a big thing. It's like, oh, my goodness, I wasn't doing anything. Now I'm paying. Okay, what, what, am I, what are we doing here? That's the minimum. Quite frankly, the insurance carrier uh, would like to have it uh, higher. Uh, the average is about 75% for okay. a business to pay toward the employee's premium. Now, I, I mentioned the term employee because in a lot of cases, you've got an employee, then you've got a spouse, and you've got children. So it's not 50% of that family unit. It's 50% of the employee's rate. So if the employee's family unit, let's say total is $1,500 per month, yeah. if the employee's portion is $500, you're paying 50% of the $500. Gotcha. Okay. That makes sense. That... Can an employer pay more? Can the employer pay toward the dependents and the spouse? Absolutely. Okay. And it does happen. Yeah. Not, not in the majority of the cases. But it does happen. Yeah. Some yep. employers say, listen, I'm just paying 50% across the board. I don't care if you're single, have a wife, have 12 kids, whatever. I'm paying 50%, whatever your rate is, and that's the way it's going to be. So that's up to the employer, totally up to the employer. The next biggest thing when we get into establishing a group plan is that we need to make sure we have enough people participating. In other words, if, if, if you've got uh, eight employees and we're going to need a certain percentage of those employees to participate in the program and those percentages get all goofy depending on the insurance carrier depending on if they're waiving coverage depending if they have credible coverage i won't get into all the i won't get yeah. on that rabbit hole today because my, my head starts to spin with some of these things and i frankly, i have to keep going back to the insurance carrier and saying how's that work again with this particular one yeah, yeah like we need to get a certain number of employees participating in the program in order for it to be established. Okay. So that's, that's a key thing. So we got those two things going on. Then it's just a matter of getting a census, which is a list of all the employees, you know, where they live, whether their kids, spouse information, data, data birth and everything. And then we go out to the insurance carriers in the St. Louis marketplace. Uh, there's a couple different ways to do it. You can get the, uh, just the regular fully insured programs. They're in essence are just a couple of insurance carriers in St. Louis that offer that Anthem Blue Cross and United Healthcare. Quite frankly, uh, United Healthcare has been the most competitive for small businesses over the last few years. 
but you have two insurance carriers and they have various plans. One of the nice things about a group plan, which is totally different than an individual plan, is that now we have access to all the hospitals and doctors. Remember I was talking about those defined networks for individuals? Yeah. Yeah. That's the really upside about these group plans is that you can get access now to uh, the wide, wide variety of PPO networks that those two insurance carriers offer for those regular uh, programs. And those are those are guaranteed issue programs. So, again, don't care. Don't care about your health conditions. That doesn't matter. Set plans, set rates. As long as you meet the criteria of the contribution and participation, boom, you're up and going. Programs start in the first of the month. Usually it takes about, I always tell people it takes about four to six weeks to kind of get this process going and everything before you get set up. I establish a, a, a number of um, uh, small group plans for businesses each year. Uh, and again, the one, probably the biggest reason is because the, the business owner wants to put a, a program in place to attract and retain good employees. And this is a great way to do it. But there's a process and there's a cost associated with it uh, that, uh, to make that happen. Yeah. Yeah. So Scott, um, is, I know, like you said, the percentages and how they figure all that out as far as, but is there like a minimum number of employees that you have to have? I mean, what if you just have one or two employees? Yeah, great, great, great question. Uh, two is, uh, I'm going to use employees. two with caveats, depending on different programs, but in essence, the, the, uh, the, there needs to be at least two employees, uh, and in, in in general, it cannot be a husband wife, because I get gotcha. that question a lot. Hey, my wife and I are in business together. Can we just do a group plan as opposed to doing these individual plans? Yeah. And in general, no. Now, there are programs uh, of which uh, have recently come out in the last couple of years. One of which is through the Chamber of Commerce, uh, the State of Missouri, and the Missouri Chamber of Commerce as a program, and I've put a number of businesses uh, in these programs. Those programs work differently than the programs I was just talking about. Uh, the Missouri Chamber programs are not guaranteed issue. You've got to be in good health, but they do have some caveats as far as who they will accept and how those, uh, uh, how small the business can be as far as number of employees and how that all kind of plays out and everything. Okay. But the other thing is you have to be a member of the Chamber of Commerce. Yeah, sure. Well, I'll, I'll chamber of Commerce and uh, to participate, and there's some charges along with it and everything. But that is another option for a small business owner, the Chamber of Commerce program, and it could be a really nice program for uh, for a business. It can be a very good program because uh, in a lot of cases, those rates are better than what those ACA programs are, and you got full network, and it uh, it can be a very nice. But it's not for everybody. Yeah. Yeah, so that, that is a possibility for for small business owners, and I would encourage them to talk with an agent who has access to those programs. and And I do have access to those programs. That was part of my reasoning for my merger uh, from my my agency to DeWitt Insurance, is that it gave me a, an opportunity to become part of a uh, organization called the Blue Chip Consortium, which is a very large employer benefits organization here in town that has access to a lot of these programs that uh, that really have helped um, for small business owners. That's great. That's fantastic. So, Scott, um, I, you talk about the Chamber of Commerce. Um, in fact, Todd kind of asked this question a little bit, but I'll, I'll like, uh, could a industry organization put together a group plan then? I mean, is that, it, yes. how does that work? <laughs> yes, no, it, it's, it's not as simple as it may sound. Okay. I mean, it took years for the Chamber of Commerce to get this thing together. It's been gotcha. out there for a couple of years. Um, there's a lot of issues when it comes to what they call multiple employer programs. Yeah. MIWAS is a, is a, the acronym for it. There's a lot of acronyms in this insurance world. I'm, my head spins sometimes from trying to keep <laughs> them all. But it's not as easy as it sounds. But yes, but you, you've got to have a really strong organization. Uh, a lot of them in the years past have failed because sometimes what happens is only the it just there's some nuances with it. I'll just sure. leave it at that. It's not as easy as it sounds to, to establish something. It just yeah. isn't. Okay. Yeah, that's kind of what I figured we in inside of, of our industry and, and uh, I'm involved with different organizations and stuff like that. And we actually talked about that at one point. Like, can we put together something to help uh, the small businesses in our industry? And, and yeah, kind of ran into that, that it, uh, a bit more than <laughs> that you to chew on and uh, just kind of going, hey, let's do this kind of thing. They, so. they used to be they used to be prevalent 20 years ago um, when I was uh, 
well, that was back when I was, yeah, at least 20, 25 years, like the printing industry in St. Louis had a, uh, had a health insurance program called Pistol, uh, the printing industry of St. Louis. And, yep. uh, and, but it, it, it went through a number of changes and it, it it's just difficult to put a program together. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Especially now when you have a guaranteed issue product out there under the Affordable Care Act, because that's really the reason why a lot of associations were formed is because they couldn't get coverage on their own. So they needed to try to form a group. So anyway, yeah. there's, again, I, I, that's, a, that's for a whole nother discussion. Quite frankly. Yeah, totally, totally. I appreciate you sharing what you shared there. Um, okay. So Wendy's got another question for us here. Uh, she asks on the group plan for employee participation required rates Do owners and principal members go towards that percentage or rate. Well, um, the, the owners, I would, I always encourage the owners to participate, to participate in their group health plan. Do they have to? No, but it's it's nice to have ownership involved with the ownership of this, of this group plan, but do they have to? No. So again, let's say you've got eight employees, four of them to say, yeah, I wanna participate in this program and four of them say, no, I don't want to, uh, you know, because I've got other coverage elsewhere. You're sure. gonna be able to write that group plan. You're, we're gonna be able to establish that group plan. Yeah, I put it in place. the The rates for these groups, and again, I'm I'm not talking about the uh, the chamber plan. I'm yep. just talking about the gr- small group ACA plans. Yep, definitely. The small group ACA plans, your rates are going to be based on the person's age and where they live. So, and every age has a different uh, uh, has a different rate. It, it doesn't even matter, male or female. It's just it's, it's gender neutral. It's just, what's your age? What's your date of birth? And that's what your rate is going to be. And then you have your spouse and then you have your, let's say two kids, yep. they're 13 and 11. They've got their rate. Yeah. Those rates up. That's what your premium is for that, for that particular plan design. And the small group world, these insurance carriers, as I mentioned, United healthcare and Anthem blue cross, they've got anywhere from 15 to 30 different plan designs to choose from with varying degrees of deductibles and, prescription programs and so on and so forth. So there's a lot of flexibility in the small group plans, much more so than there is under the, uh, uh, on the individual plans. Yeah, that's great. That's great. That's uh, appreciate explaining that to us. Um, all right. One, one more question here, Scott, and, and uh, I'll let you get back to your Saturday here. Um, <laughs> Wendy asks, uh, can you explain health savings accounts? Is this only for owners or can employees participate? That's an awesome question. We haven't even talked about a health savings account, and I love health savings accounts. Okay, good. <laughs> Again, this could be for a whole other topic and a whole other Saturday, quite frankly, Aaron, because um, a health savings account they came uh, came to be uh, not quite about twenty years ago. And uh, what it is a health savings account program. There's two components to it. You've got your qualified high deductible health plan, and then you've got your savings account. The main function behind an HSA program is to make the to make the member a better consumer of healthcare and to provide a tax deductibility program for them to put their their money into to pay for their medical expenses. Now, what do I mean by that? What I mean by that is under a uh, health savings account program, as I mentioned, the, the the health insurance portion is one, and that's you know can be written by United Healthcare or Anthem Blue Cross, whomever the. Yeah. You've got you've got a high deductible plan. The way I always tell people to look at it is this: you have no coverage until you hit your deductible, except for preventive care, which is covered at one hundred percent. Okay, so you go in for your mammograms or your colonoscopies or your just a, a well woman exam or a physical, that's covered at one hundred percent. Other than that, you have no coverage to hit your deductible, and your deductible could be let's say three thousand dollars. Okay, your deductible, so you're responsible for everything. Mm-hmm. So. Be being a better consumer. So now when you go to Walgreens to get your prescription, instead of having your $10 or $15 or $25 copay for your generic or brand name prescription, you may have to pay $72.50 for that. Yeah. So where's that $72.50 coming from? Well, it's coming from your pocket and hopefully your savings account. Because remember, there's two parts of your HSA plan, medical insurance, and then your savings account. Because what you've been doing along the way is, You've been putting money into the savings account. Thanks for listening to Small Business Saturdays. Achieve any goal you want in just 12 months.
Have you heard about the Success Tracker? My dad is going to tell you about it. Thanks, Lewis. Success Tracker is the goal achievement resource that will provide you with a simple formula for achieving any specific goal you are willing to believe you can achieve. Not only do you get the formula, but we also provide support, motivation, and community, plus some fun swag along the way. This is what one of our current Success Tracker members has to say. Every day, I look at my certificate and carry my coin as a reminder that I am worthy and can do this. Today, I learned that I've surpassed my goal already, and I'm looking forward to seeing how much more I can surpass it before the end of the 12 months. Go to OurSuccessGroup.com forward slash ST. That's right, Lewis. Visit OurSuccessGroup.com forward slash ST for more information and to get started on your goal today. Come be a part of the Our Success Group community. We can't wait to be a part of the community with you. (laughs) That money that you're putting into it is a tax deductible. It it comes off the top of your taxes. Okay. So then you have your, you have your debit card. Literally it is. I personally participate in an HSA. I love them. Are they for everybody? No. You need to understand how they work, but they can be great. You take your, your debit card and then they swipe that. And so that money comes out of your, your, uh, your HSA account, your savings account, and there's no tax issue or anything like that. You're not taxed on them or anything like that. So it's, it's a benefit to you from a standpoint of you're getting, you're putting money into a savings account, which is tax deductible, and it's making you a better consumer. Why is that? Because next time you go to Walgreens, you may say, wait a minute, I'm getting this thing here for $72.50, but over at CVS, it's $49. Or at Schnucks, it's this. Or at Walmart, it's this. I think that's where I'm going to go get my prescription because it's coming out of my pocket. And now yeah. I'm responsible for it. So you're making you a better consumer. So specifically to, to her question, can employers and employees participate? Yes. There's If an employer establishes an HSA program for their employees, and I have that happen quite a bit, the employer can contribute, the employee can contribute or a combination of both. If the employer doesn't want to, they don't have to. And if the, just the employee wants to, they can or vice versa. Keep in mind, whatever monies that are put into the employee's HSA savings account is the employee's money. If an employee were to leave employee, that money goes with them. Okay. The employer does not get that money back. Gotcha. But, but it's a nice incentive for the employee or to the employees said, listen, I'll give you, I'll just make a hundred dollars a month. I'm going to put into your savings account and that's good. And, but you have to match it. I'll just use it. A lot of people say you have to match whatever I put up to yep. a certain number. And that way that, that gets people thinking, okay, yeah, I'm going to do this. And it, it really can be a nice uh, program for an employer and an employee, but it is different than your regular PPO plan where you've got your first dollar coverage. It's kind yeah. of a long-winded issue regarding HSA, but again, you could talk forever about about <laughs> these programs because there's uh, uh, a lot of intricacies to it. But it's, uh, they're really. Um, I was involved with a seminar about oh, ten days or so ago, and the uh, uh, the presenters said that there are over thirty-one million HSA accounts now wow. in the United States. So they've really, they've really taken off, and uh, and I can I can see that continuing. Good, good, awesome. Well, thank you so much for sharing that. Uh, Scott, I, I said that that would be the last, but I just noticed that I missed one up here. Um, so if you don't mind hitting this real quick, uh, and I know you kind of briefly talked about this, so maybe just uh, share again. Sandy asked, what about catastrophic only coverage? You said that was the kind of typically a bronze plan. Yeah, it is. It, it, that's the way I, I look at it. The bronze plans within the ACA uh, individual uh, marketplace are going to be your catastrophic plans. Why, why do I call it that? Because there's not a whole lot of coverage before you get to those deductibles. Uh, there may be some primary care physician uh, co-pays. Uh, there may be some 50% off your retail prescription uh, coverages. Uh, there may be some other nuances, but in essence, your deductibles, $6,000, $7,000, are, are out there. Are yeah. those are those the lowest price plans? Yes, they are, and they they are for that reason. There's not much coverage until you hit your deductible. Now, for some people, perfect. That's all they want. They say, "Listen, Scott, I never get sick. I'm fine. I just I just yeah. want to make sure that I've got something just in case catastrophe does hit and yeah. you know, something happens. I 
cancer, whatever the case might be. Yeah. Keep in mind the main the main number there is that maximum out of pocket because even those could, bronze plans have your maximum out of pocket at eight thousand or eighty five hundred, whatever that number is. Each year it ratchets it up a little bit, but you're 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 going to be the same as you are in a silver or a gold plan, and um, and the like. Aaron, if I could mention one thing that did just come up in the back of my brain regarding these yeah. individual plans, I wanted to make sure. Yeah. When the, when the ACA program came out, there was a, a mandate that individuals had to have some type of health insurance coverage, either a group yep. plan or an individual plan. Yep. There, was a, there, was a, there was a penalty that you would have to pay, a tax that you would have to pay each year if you did not participate. Okay. That went away a couple of years ago. So quite frankly, an individual does not have to have an individual health insurance program if they don't want to. That's as we speak today. Yeah, sure. That may change back yep. to the current administration. I don't know. But yep. under the past administration, they said, we're going to take away that. You're not going to get charged if you don't have that um that insurance and everything. So that's, that kind of opened it up to these other short-term medical programs being available, medically underwritten, all that kind of stuff. So that, sure. that kind of ties into this whole thing regarding what, now having said that, most people still want health insurance. Absolutely. They, they understand if they don't have it, what could potentially happen to them and, and or their family. Yeah. Yeah. And that's a, thank you for sharing that. I actually did not know that. I, I still, I guess, just assume that that was there again, want to have health insurance for, for me and my family. So it wasn't really a, a question, but, but yeah, I, I, I had known people that said, okay, well now I have to get insurance and, right. and um, great. Thank you so much for that. All right. Well, Wendy asks, um, how do we get in touch with Scott? And, and we've got that. Uh, let me get that up on the screen here, but uh, Scott, uh, so I'll also share this in, into the comments after we get done. So people have all your contact details, but uh, it's, streams s-t-r-e-a-m-s at dewittinsurance.com is your email address and then you were kind enough to share your cell phone number with us as well we appreciate that uh 314-440-3525 and actually uh you could also catch scott in his office uh now congratulations for being able to be back oh, yeah. not, not everybody's back yet no, so no. good for you Yep. Yep. 314-966-6300, uh, extension 217. And again, right. we'll, we'll get all that shared. Scott, anything else that uh, you want to leave folks with? Um, it, what's new and good with, with you? And and uh, yeah, just to close us out here. No, that's, uh, we've, we've touched on a number of things. I guess the one thing that I, I want to stress for the, uh, for the listeners is that there isn't a, a, a simple, template that fits everybody's needs. Everybody's a little bit different where they are, what they're trying to do, the workplace that they're involved with, the, the industry they're involved with, uh, the needs that they're looking for, their employees, themselves, whatever. And so it is important to talk to somebody, another set of eyes and ears on this and just kind of walk through it and find out what, what might be. Is, is a high deductible health savings account program best for your employees? Do you, do you just need a catastrophic plan? Do you, should you get a first dollar coverage plan? Do you mind if you have a, a, a program that has a defined network where you don't get the chance to go to all the different hospitals and doctors in, in town? Just be aware of all of that. And uh, and then once you have something in place, you realize the, the hardest part is getting it in place. And then once yeah. it's in place, then and it's uh, then you're able to to navigate throughout the year pretty well. That's awesome. Yep, that's a, that's a great point. And uh I know you will be hearing from my wife and I, so um, we are, yeah, we, we uh, kind of took on one of those catastrophic coverage situations and, uh, you know, we want to, want to make sure that we we've got it right. And uh, so we're excited to talk to you and thank you so much for your time today, Scott. Oh, you're welcome. Thank you. Have a good day. You as well, Scott. Thanks. Awesome. Well, that was fantastic talking to Scott. Uh, Wendy said outstanding small business Saturdays. Uh, so we, we Appreciate Scott and his time, again, getting up with us here early on a Saturday morning and, and joining us and giving us all of that wonderful information that uh, helps us navigate that. It, it is a um, tricky situation. It could be a big question mark. Um, and, and so 
Scott did a fantastic job kind of giving us the the points and the things we need to think about the the information that we need and 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 I totally agree with him um, you know we're going to do the same thing we're going to reach out to Scott uh, as as he's here in in our area of St. Louis um, and you know as Scott mentioned he can probably help you point you in the right direction too but uh, you know find somebody that you can work with in this is probably my biggest takeaway from the whole thing obviously massive amounts of great information in there but um, at the end of the day you know that's not your business you know you can tell somebody like Scott has that passion for for what he's doing and so let's let's work with people to have the passion for that and we'll continue to have the passion for what we do and in, in creating awesome garments and and all that kind of fun stuff so that's my my kind of close on this today here guys unless you guys have anything further I think we'll Go, go on and, and get off to our Saturdays as well and um, have not quite wrapped my arms all the way around next week's program yet, but uh, got some more fun stuff coming up that we can talk about. So if there's anything you guys would like to hear, like to learn, like to understand better that we can explore on a small business Saturday, please reach out. You guys obviously know how to get in touch with me, post it in the private members group there and uh, we'll, we'll get it figured out from there. But Without further ado, you guys have a great rest of your weekend, and uh, we will talk to you guys next week. Thanks for tuning into another episode of Small Business Saturday Podcast. We appreciate having you as part of the community of listeners. Tune in for the live video sessions at facebook.com slash aaronmontgomery.info to become part of the active community. You can contact me directly at aaron at montcoconsulting.com. Thanks again for listening.